This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome aboard The Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam. Jay Baker's on the phone with me. How you doing, Jay? Hey, I am doing great. Looking forward to another award-winning edition of the best show on the radio. Well, we're going to start this episode with the uh, a version of the, uh, I guess it's the Adam Ritz Show Book Club. There's a new book coming out. There's a charitable angle to the book. Uh, and I think it's going to really interest you, and uh, it certainly interests me. I think a lot of our listeners are going to find this book fascinating. It's called The Singer's Talk, and it's a book featuring interviews with some of the most famous singers from pop music. So Stevie Nicks, let me, I'll just go through some of the names here of uh, sure. some of the singers that are featured in this new book. Uh, Stevie Nicks, Rod Stewart, Bruce Springsteen, Brian Adams, Nora Jones, Belinda Carlisle, Steve Perry, Lionel Richie, Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls, Michael McDonald, and more, many more, discussing um, what has been the key to their fame, their vocal chops. It is written by Jason Thomas Gordon. Um I love the charitable anger angle here. Thomas, uh, Jason Thomas Gordon is the lead singer and drummer for an L.A.-based rock band called King Size. Not exactly a household name. Have you heard of King Size? I have not. I have not uh, either. Uh, I wish King Size the best of luck. And King Size is getting you know some national pub through this book that um, Jason Thomas Gordon has written. Uh, but listen to this tie-in here. Jason Thomas Gordon's grandfather was Danny Thomas, the famed uh, entertainer. Remember Danny Thomas? Oh, I sure do. Danny Thomas founded the St. Jude Children's Hospital. And all the proceeds from this book are going to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital for research. I find that fascinating and awesome all at the same time. Oh, no, that is great. And, And Jay, I don't know if you heard the word all all of the proceeds not some not a portion all of the money gained from selling this book are is going to saint saint jude's children's research hospital that's amazing to me i I love this story Uh, i wish jason thomas gordon the best of luck um with his band king size i'll say it again it's worth saying again give him some more pub king size uh, but uh, the the famous people that are involved in this book, uh, I give a, a pat on the back and a high five to them as well. Because without you know famous people like Stevie Nicks, Rod Stewart, uh, Steve Perry, and Lionel Richie, these voices they're so famous. Without them and their interviews in this book, I mean, let's face it, nobody's going to buy the book. Yeah, like you said, if you're going to do this project, it has to be pretty famous, guys. It can't be, uh, hey, the other garage band in my town, here's their story. Yeah, here's here's somebody you've never <laughs> heard of and how they learned to the, play the piano. Buy this book and we'll give the proceeds to charity. You know, that's still a great cause, but when you throw in the fact that this book on its own is going to be a, a pretty amazing piece of literature, 
Uh, I think this is just a, it's just an amazing, it's a win-win-win all the way around for everybody. For the performers involved with the book, for the charity, St. Jude's Hospital, that's going to get the money from the book, and for the readers of the book. Or if you're a, if if it's a gift, talk about a great gift for the music lover in your life, for them to sit down on the beach or poolside and read this book and find out what Steve Perry from Journey actually thinks about his own voice. Because that's the whole point of the book, is each right. singer is talking about their own voice and what they think about their voice. Well, and I heard this in a recent interview and hadn't given it much thought till I heard this, but a singer was being interviewed on a national show and he goes, well, here's something weird I'll point out to you. He goes, if you are the singer in a rock band, he goes, you've got to take more time than anybody keeping your instrument healthy Meaning that, you know, here's instead of partying with the band after the show, you're probably going to need to get some sleep and then you're going to need to get some exercise and then you're going to need to stay hydrated. And and I thought, point well taken. And he said, if you think about it, he goes, we record the album. He goes, I get a chance for 10 different takes if I'd like. He goes, you step out on that stage and you're singing your band's you know, Hallmark song, like you're Steve Perry and you're singing lights. You, you, when you walk up to that microphone, you got to deliver it no matter what town you're in. And I thought, wow, he is correct. So I would get this book instantly. Cause I think the, the story of these singers is, is probably the most challenging of any band. Now you've got a, a storied career in uh, rock radio, classic rock radio. So let's run through these names that are in this book. And I want you to give me your favorite song from each sure. one of these singers. So Stevie Nicks, what is your favorite song from, uh, from her voice? I would think gold dust woman. Did, uh, did kiss cover that? They might've. <laughs> Because <laughs> for years I thought that was a Kiss song, uh, kiss but yeah, song. Gold Dust Woman. Okay, Rod Stewart. Oh, I think. Oh my goodness, Rod Stewart. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. You know, I know this is a Sunday morning show that people listen to before they go to church, but do you think I'm sexy? Is uh, is one of the all time greatest songs. Oh, greatest songs ever. Well produced, well uh, recorded. Yes, I do, do not disagree. And that's a great song to listen to on the way to church because when you get there, you can ask for forgiveness. Uh, yes. Bruce Springsteen, favorite song. Oh, do 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 Jungle Land, perhaps. Ooh, wow, you're going deep. Is that is that a radio hit? I don't know that one. Uh, that was a deep cut off of. I think the born to run album but i'd have to double check that wow you but are yeah he he just had some brilliant performances also the song the river which was the title track from the river album is pretty good you are showing your classic rock chops <laughs> now born to run is my favorite boss song without question great song he's never had a bad vocal experience there's no question he, you know he's it's such a working uh working class voice you know when he's on stage he, it's it's not that he's grunting or overexerting himself but it's it, it you can just tell he's working hard when he's yes. uh, when he's belting out them tunes brian adams ah brian adams uh good question everything i do i do it for you you're a romantic well, you know, that was one of his ballads. I know a lot of people would say, you know, like, 
you know, summer of 69 or run to you or something like that. But the guy's very, very good and still producing music. And Brian Adams is not a young man. No, 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 no. He, I, I remember uh, when Walkman's first hit in the mid eighties, I was, I was right. That was my age group. I was in junior high. I had a Walkman. One of my first cassettes was cuts like a knife from Brian Adams and that yeah. title track, I'd say that's probably my my favorite Brian Adams song, Cuts Like a Knife. That's still such a great song. Uh, now, admittedly here, Jay, I don't know if you're going to know this artist as well as uh, maybe some of our listeners. I-, I couldn't name you one song, but I do know that Nora Jones is a is a fantastically talented singer. Do you know any Nora Jones? You know, I, I'm sorry, I'm a little spotty on Nora Jones. Uh, she is, but you know, she's a romance torch singer to the best of my knowledge. I mean, she's got the sultry uh, blues voice. Yeah, I'm going to have to check with my mom. I know she's a big Nora Jones fan. I, I can't imagine that you played much Nora Jones. Uh, on, <laughs> no. <laughs> between Ted Nugent it. and ACDC <laughs> uh, in your rock radio career. Come but, out of some Ted. <laughs> uh, again, these are, the, these are the artists featured in the book, The Singers Talk. And the subtitle of the book is The Greatest Singers of Our Time Discuss the One Thing They've Never they're never asked about their voices. And these artists, uh, interviews with them are featured in the book. The book, all of the proceeds uh, go to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Belinda Carlisle, here's some fun stuff from the Go-Go's Front Lady. Favorite song? Oh, favorite song of the Go-Go's? Yeah. Oh, you know, this is going to sound bad, but I've always thought Vacation, that was my favorite song of the Go-Go's. Now, why do you think that's going to sound bad? Because everybody well, likes We Got the Beat? Yeah, it's not the obvious hit song, you know. <laughs> and then here, this would be bad. This is going to sound horrible on the air. And, you know, you and I have been in radio long enough. But sometimes you mix up these artists. You know, you're like thinking, now, Manic Monday, was that a Go-Go's? No, it wasn't. It was Bangles. Yeah. Now, are the Bangles different from the Go-Go's? Why, yes, they are. <laughs> you know. It, it it is, uh, and some and I do the same thing. Uh, you know, speak. We were talking about Brian Adams uh, for a while there. There was another artist named uh, Ryan Adams, and when yes. he when he hit the scene, it was I don't know ten years ago. Uh, I was like, all right, Brian Adams is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure his publicist said, make sure that people know who you are. Yeah. Because one one little misprint on a ticket, and you're going to have a very disgruntled fan. You know? I, I was very disappointed when I went to the Ryan Adams concert, and he did not perform <laughs> Cuts Like a Knife. He did not. So the Go-Go's, uh, I, you know, a little side note here, there's a, an, um, a documentary out about the Go-Go's that is fascinating. If you like, It is if you fascinating. Like, uh, music uh, documentaries. It is fascinating about the band. Uh, they got together in Southern California. Their fame, then their their infighting. They hated each other. You know, the money wasn't split evenly, and then they got they broke up. They got back together. It's you know, it's the same old story, but very well, fascinating. And, and you know, I've always you know we've talked about reading on this show, and I feel like I'm somewhat of an avid reader, but I have always been fascinated by rock biographies and autobiographies uh just because the stories of these bands and getting together uh like one of the more fascinating ones i i read and people you wouldn't even stop to think about this but it was the autobiography of pat benatar and she talked about you know meeting her husband because she and her husband have 
been partners in rock and roll. He was literally a session guitar player that helped her on her first album. And then they had a relationship blossom from that. But just her talking about crafting the songs and then living the life of, hey, you're supposed to be rock and roll goddess, but you also have to live a real life with your husband and your children. And I thought, the stories are fascinating. So I say, read as many as you can about rock and roll people. And if you ever want to hear some fascinating stories, read either Ozzy Osbourne's autobiography or the couple of biographies that are out about him because he is beyond fascinating. That, that's a wild life that, uh, yeah, you won't believe some of the stories uh, on those pages. Um Back to your Belinda Carlisle favorite song, Vacation. I don't think you need to apologize for that. That was a hit. That was a major hit. It was, you know, after their uh, debut album that uh, had yeah. We Got the Beat and Our Lips Are Sealed. Those two are the songs most people would pick as their favorite. I don't think there's any shame in picking Vacation. Uh, Steve Perry. Now, here the next name on the list featured in this book. Uh, with his solo hits after Journey and all the Journey hits, this, this might be, I don't know, maybe it's easy for you to pick one. Can you pick uh, a favorite Steve Perry song? It, it's tough. I would say Faithfully. 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 I'm not, okay, it's, faithfully. There we go. I was you almost know, having it, trouble saying the word. E- you're like Mel Tillis. It's easier to sing the word than to say it. <laughs> but yeah, just, just an amazing, very evocative song. Uh, and, you know, can sing it with great emotion. You know, we were talking about this the other day. There are certain artists where when they sing a song, you can tell they really mean it. And I'm not saying other artists just phone it in, but, you know, there's certain songs that are just so highly emotional. Uh, I have maintained for years that one of the most emotional singers from a very popular band is Mick Jagger. I'll go with that for sure. And, and, you know, that, you know, he's recorded so many songs and obviously there are dozens of Rolling Stone songs that anybody with even a modicum of uh, rock knowledge could mention. But look, go back and listen to how he emotes on those songs. You can feel the emotion. Uh, Don't Stop Believing is I'm not saying that's my favorite Steve Perry song, but uh, that song is unbelievably oh. uh, it, to me. I remember that song, you know, in the 80s and the resurgence, like, I don't know, it was like 15 years ago when it sort of made a comeback somehow. You couldn't go to a professional sports league arena or stadium without hearing that every five minutes. And uh, it has become an anthem. Uh, I would think most people, you just, if everybody agrees that uh, you want to hear a Journey song, the one song that everybody's going to pick is Don't Stop Believing. Oddly enough, I, I found out uh, recently that was never a number one hit. That's amazing to me. It, it oh, peaked at number two. I can't remember the song it couldn't beat out, but, uh, you know, it was something, I hate to say terribly lame, but it was something at the time in, in I don't know, when. That album, uh, Escape, that it was on was about 83. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, that um, sounds about right. And when Escape came out, it, well, part of the problem was there were so many other great songs on Escape that it may or may not have overshadowed that song on its first pass. So it peaked at number two. And like, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's probably not right. But like, She Blinded Me With Science by Thomas Dolby <laughs> was the number one song. It couldn't beat that out. And, you know, 40 years later, that is a, a sort of a novelty song. While you can't go anywhere on planet Earth without hearing "Don't Stop Believing," 
this is fun. I'm having a good time. Lionel Richie, of course, from the Commodores, his big solo hits uh, as well in the 80s. He's a new, newly uh, inducted member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's your favorite Lionel Richie song? Now, Lionel Richie Commodores, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I always thought Brick House. I know people are going to church, but Brick House is one of my favorites. <laughs> See, once again, I'm probably <laughs> veering veering towards the gutter instead of the middle of the road. But <laughs> You know what? You can pick Brick House because this book is for charity, and that's, uh, that's uh, fine. That, that's, that, that, yes, no that one's looking, No one's looking down upon you for that. Uh, I've got to go with um, Easy. Easy like ah. Sunday morning, because it's Sunday morning. And, it is, it's uh, Sunday morning, it's yeah. It's the best time to listen to Lionel Richie's voice with the Commodores, Easy like Sunday morning on the way to church. The next one, uh, Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, the only song that's jumping out in my head that I can even remember is, is Long Way Down. Uh, I, I know they had four or five yeah, they had a uh, couple radio of hits. major radio hits. Yeah, late '90s, early 2000s. I'm really it's escaping me right now, but I'm gonna have to brush up on my Goo Goo Dolls uh, uh, library knowledge. But uh, the next name on the list, certainly, uh, like Steve Perry, there are dozens and dozens of songs we could list right now. Michael McDonald, who oh my goodness, famously was uh, one of the voices of uh, the Doobie Brothers, and uh, he was even in Steely Dan for a short while. Uh, before the Doobie Brothers, he uh, had an amazing solo career and still does. Um, I'm a big fan of his as the godfather of Yacht Rock. So what is it? Can you narrow it down to one Michael McDonald song? Well, for me personally, it's the song Taking It to the Streets by the Doobie Brothers. My brother! That's my favorite Doobie Brothers song without question. I just think the way he vamps on that song, the way the band sounds, I mean, it's it's just a standalone classic. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. <laughs> I've seen that song performed live. Uh, now, admittedly, not by the Doobie Brothers or Michael himself, but uh, I've seen cover bands perform that song, and it is an it, live, it's oh, even better. So, so I, good. I, it is on my bucket list to hear Michael McDonald sing that song live. Uh, if a cover band can do what they do with it live on stage and make it rock and come to life like that, I could I I can't imagine having the actual Godfather of Yacht Rock sing that in front of me. Uh, so Michael McDonald, all these voices, just amazing people. They they lend their voice to this book uh, that is raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, uh, founded by entertainer Danny Thomas, famed entertainer Danny Thomas. His great, I'm sorry, not great-grandson, just his grandson is the author mm-hmm. of this book, Jason Thomas Gordon, had a chance to interview all these great singers, throw down their stories in a book. If you like music, if you're a fan of music, if someone in your life is a fan of music, check out this book, The Singer's Talk, because all of the proceeds will go to St. Jude's. The book comes out in September. It is available now for pre-order. So if you just get out your Google machine and look up The Singer's Talk book, The Singer's Talk, you'll be able to find it and pre-order it. And, uh, boy, talk about a great holiday gift for the end of the year. Um, and we're here we are in July. It's the last weekend of July. We're celebrating Christmas in July. We're six months out from Christmas. Put this down on your Christmas list to either get it for yourself or for somebody else. Again, I'll say it one last time, all 100% of the proceeds will go to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. 
All right. Well, Adam, you know that there's certain phrases that just roll off your tongue. You and I are in the broadcasting business, so we rely on these cliches because, let's face it, we don't have the creativity to create these phrases. But you and I know that a lot of those phrases end up getting copyrighted. You know, it was a broadcaster early on who said March Madness. Well, of course, all these entities, including the NCAA, all jumped on that and said, yeah, March Madness, That's that, that belongs to us now. Yeah. Well, you've undoubtedly heard the phrase Taco Tuesday. Is that copyrighted now? Well, here's what's funny. Uh, This is the Taco Tuesday saga, uh, as briefly as we can be, because even in our household, we're inclined to get tacos on Tuesday because it's to me, it's part of Americana. Do you agree? Oh, without question. Yeah, I think uh, Tuesday, a lot of it, you know, it's so redundant now. You don't even have to say taco. Just as soon as as it's not Monday anymore, it's time for tacos. (laughs) It's time for tacos. And in fact, we got a couple of big new tacos places in our community and you know tacos obviously as popular as ever well the phrase has long been trademarked by a fast food chain called taco john's but earlier this year rival chain taco bell lobbied the government to cancel the trademark arguing that the phrase taco tuesday is so commonly used that it should be freely available to all. Did the government comply? Well, this week, Taco John's announced that it would abandon the trademark to avoid paying millions of dollars in legal fees. Well, who? Wow. So, so Taco Bell They're just voluntarily giving it up. They were prepared. Taco Bell was prepared to pay millions of dollars in legal fees to have the copyright lifted. Okay, so Taco, yeah. Taco John's, who I've never heard of, is uh, <laughs> backing down. Yeah. Well, you don't mess with Taco must, Bell. <laughs> this show salutes the Taco John corporate attorney who said, you know, that's an awful lot of lettuce. What <laughs> lettuce and uh, and uh, corn tortillas? I think we should take the high road and go. You know, let's make it available to all. So now, when you're at your house, you don't owe any royalty money. Or if you're discussing Taco Tuesday with your friends, you can freely say Taco Tuesday. It is now available for all of us to say. <laughs> I love it. That's funny, isn't it? You know, I do know uh, the phrase, uh, may the 4th be with you, for celebrating Star Wars Day on, on yes. May 4th. Uh, that is copyrighted, and it's no surprise that Disney uh, owns the copyright for that phrase. So you cannot, if you made a shirt that said, may the 4th be with you and sold it, you would, uh, you'd go to court because you don't have the copyright for that. Yes, you'd owe a set amount of money to the Disney Corporation. Now, I've been thinking about taking Disney to court to have that phrase have the copyright lifted but i i like much like taco john's i don't have the millions of dollars to pull this off the adam ritz corporate lawyer said you know (laughs) (laughs) now of course adam all these things that we talk about require money whether you're doing philanthropic work or defending taco tuesday because let's just face it everything is expensive so if you're looking to win a powerball jackpot it helps if you live either in the state of indiana or missouri now why would that help 
Well, these are the two states that have been ranked the luckiest Powerball states uh, by a sports betting site, BetMissouri.com. They actually ran the figures on this. Indiana can boast a total of 39 Powerball winners, while Missouri has seen 31. Oh, so there you okay, go. So statistically. And recently, yeah, and recently the Powerball got up to a billion dollars. And uh, it was just uh, one uh, this week, yes. this past week in California, a billion dollars. I think the cash billion. payout was $500 million if you just wanted to take the cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that wouldn't cover any of your expenses. If, what, yeah, $500 million? You get $500 million, Let's say $200 million goes to taxes. You end up with $300 million. That'd be okay with me. Sure. You could make ends meet. I, you, you know, know you, I could at least get through the next month. I think I could buy uh, the copyright for March Madness. <laughs> You'd be on the phone and say, hey, I want it back. Uh, the unluckiest states, Kansas, New York, and California, they're all tied for last place. They just have 12 Powerball winners each. So if you want to increase your chances. Now, once again, I like to put things in perspective, but that's just me. Uh, Indiana, 39 Powerball winners. Certainly, that's a wonderful claim. However, the state of Indiana has approximately 6.5 million people living in it. So you could probably do the math in your head and say to yourself, hmm, Powerball is not as likely as I might think. I heard um, a personality once say that you cannot – uh, hope to win the lottery because if you do then you you are relatively saying that you hope you get struck by lightning as well <laughs> because to win the lottery like this power yes. the billion dollar power it was like a one in you know there was a one in seven billion chance of winning that lottery but when you look at the statistics of getting hit by lightning it's a one in 400 million chance of getting hit by lightning. So you are much more likely to get struck by lightning to, than to win the Powerball. So if you are praying to win the Powerball, some, the thing that's more likely to happen is you're going to get struck by lightning. So to hope for one yeah. is you're hoping for the other to happen first. <laughs> now, speaking of copyrights, Adam, I have the copyright on the aluminum undershirt, which increases your chances of being struck by lightning. <laughs> Maybe if you stand on a hill and you wear my patented aluminum foil undershirt, and I, you could be struck by lightning. I, I cannot believe that you haven't uh, gotten rich from your invention that will help you get struck by lightning. You would think that, uh, there. well, there are some safety issues. That's been part of the problem. Speaking of corporate attorneys, they have urged us not to bring them to the market. There's been a recall on the Jay Baker uh, aluminum foil shirt that uh, helps oh. you get uh, struck by lightning. There is a national recall. Check your local listings. Yeah, my one great idea got shot down. I don't know if you saw this story or not, uh, but we will cover it because it, it it's a cautionary tale for all of us. But on Reddit, a video was posted showing an unidentified man uh, wearing shorts and a backpack, scrawling his girlfriend's name onto the wall of Rome's Colosseum. I did see that video. I I did see that video. Uh, he's etching his girlfriend and his names into the side of the ancient 
historical Roman yes. Colosseum. And somebody on their cell phone is videoing him to showcase to the world what a moron he is, really. Yeah, and everybody's guy, smiling, and, he, and it's he ca- not a good idea. Yeah, he catches the camera and kind of smiles like, oh, hi, you know, aren't I cute for putting our names here? Like he, like he, It's like a park bench to him. Yes. And, um, and, you know, we don't, we, most people look down on vandalizing things, but I think especially when it's a highly irreplaceable historic item that has great importance to the culture of that nation. I did read that he, they did catch him. Uh, he actually, you know, volunteered, like he contacted the Coliseum or he the Roman to, authorities yes. because he knew Oh, my gosh. Like his girlfriend was like, you idiot. You went viral and now we're going to get in trouble. So he contacted them and apologized and said, I had no idea. Uh, How can I make this right? So I don't know what kind of restitution there is or community service, but he's doing something to try to make it right. It just goes to show you that there are morons out there. He had no idea. Why would you think there are millions of people that travel to Rome to look at this building that was built Mm -hmm. centuries ago, and uh, and you're going to etch your name into it? I know. Well, you and I know that if you etched your name on Soldier Field, that a Bears fan would come out and do bodily harm to you. So why did you think it was okay to do the Coliseum? They, his his restitution should be, he should have to go in as a gladiator and fight a lion. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best? Hey, bad news, dude. <laughs> or he's got to go one-on-one with Russell Crowe. He's got to go into a cage match with Russell Crowe dressed as a gladiator. All right, Jay, this is a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for uh, for your time and our listeners as well and your time. And if you uh, want to hear this show or any of our past episodes, they're available on demand on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.